Hello and welcome to the Lyman Wolf Podcast. I am your host, Raceland, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Nate. What's going on, bud? Not much, just vibing, not having to work today. Oh, lucky you. I get, I get the half days on Fridays, but I don't I don't get the full days off like you. Uh, some days. Some, some Fridays days. for me. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to just sit at home and do nothing, but... Maybe we could just sit at home and contemplate what type of video games should get sequels. Spend Which some time. is what I did today. Oh, there we go. And that is the topic of the podcast today. And that is video games that deserve sequels. Now, Nate, this was your pick for the subject matter. What made you want to pick this? Uh, just been playing a couple of games that uh, recently and uh, really wished that they would have sequels or more content to them makes sense pretty pretty self-explanatory to be honest yeah uh i'm on a binge of nostalgia so i, I live and thrive in nostalgia nate uh yes i do you talk quite a bit about past <laughs> yes <laughs> so i guess we'll just jump into our list uh before we do though i have two honorable mentions Is that cool yeah good cool so the reason why these two are honorable mentions instead of being on my list is that I haven't really played that many of these games, so I'm not the target audience for these games, but I do think that fans of these franchises would love to get a sequel. Mm -hmm. The first one is Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Okay. Capcom has been very popular throughout its life, and the last mm -hmm. one we got was Infinite. That one didn't, wasn't received well, but I enjoyed the story mode. That's what I play games for, is mostly story modes, which it's a fighting game. It's not really meant for a story mode, but they gave us one, and I liked it. So I would love to see them do a new game with like a new story mode, and that would maybe bring the fighting fighting game uh, fans more content to play more Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Uh, I always liked playing as Wolverine, and of if I remember correctly, they got rid of Wolverine yes. in Infinite. So. That's another reason why it was not received well, because they took yeah. out all of the X-Men. <laughs> Because they were trying to make it more like the MCU. Yeah, so that that's I can definitely see why it didn't get quite as big as a yeah. They got rid enjoyment. of my they got rid of my main man Venom. How could they do that to me? Venom? I Venom? Venom was in Infinite. No, is he? Maybe. Yes. Oh, he, he is. is. He's, okay. He's a part of one of my main roster. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm thinking of three. They got rid of Venom in three. Yes. That's what I was... I got mixed up. Anyways, but yeah, I'd love for them to make another game, make a comeback, new gen. They're doing Street Fighters. They're doing Tekken. They're making all these new fighting games. Bring back Marvelous Capcom. All right. Okay. And your other one? My other honorable, blah, 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 blah. My other honorable mention, I've only played one of these. This will be the third game, and that is Left 4 Dead 3. Left 4 Dead okay. 2, I know throughout the community, was massive. And the yes, I think that's the only one I played. That's the only one I played as well. And the franchise was extremely popular. And after Left 4 Dead 2, it just kind of died. So I'd love for them to bring it back because I know fans of the franchise would want to play more games. And that's okay. why it's an honorable mention. Yeah, I know it was a very popular franchise when it was around. Um, and I, quite a few people I know have mentioned wanting a third one, so... For, well, I heard that the creators of Left 4 Dead is also the guy who made Dead Space and stuff like that. And they're notorious for just 
after the second game just being done. Is that is that true? I honestly don't know. Uh, I know we got a Dead Space three. So oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different franchise. Yeah. Um, somebody. And... I just know that somebody told me that the creators of Left for Dead is notorious for canceling after the second game. Hmm. Okay. I don't know how that true that is. Don't take my word as gospel. Yeah. So that is Never my two did. honorable mentions. Nate, since this is your topic, you get to start off us with your first pick. Okay. So my first pick came out in 2003 uh, and has since not had any uh, hint that there would be a sequel, which that. saddens me. I hate when they do that. Um, so it's Gladius. Gladius. It came out, or it came out on PlayStation Two and Xbox and GameCube. Wow, um, why have I not heard of this? Those are I I owned GameCube and PS Two, and I loved them. So I'm surprised I never heard of this game. Uh, this you might have enjoyed this game. It was a tactical role playing game. Ah. So you would build up your team. And then move them around the map as you needed to in order to take out your opponents. Oh, is that like a uh, Fire Emblem style combat? Uh, s- sort of, kind of uh, like a. Yeah, it's kind of like XCOM. That's probably way. why I didn't hear of it as a kid because I I wasn't <laughs> a fan of that type of games when I was a kid. Um, that. So I was uh, when I first saw this, I immediately fell in love with it just because of the style because it's gladiators and like i love the idea of gladiators uh in media yeah i and, mean there's a lot of gladiator movies there's a movie yeah. called gladiator yeah it was a great movie <laughs> um so in this game you basically play as one of two people uh there was their way of like picking a male or female character okay uh the male is your typical Roman looking character, and the female was a northern barbarian style kind of Viking esque character. Um, and each character would then build a school of gladiators around them as they made their way across the land to the gladiator championship to win whatever. And I. D- it was such a fun game because, first off, you could, as you would go through, you would be able to recruit and, uh, like, buy gladiators, train them up to your specifications, however you wanted them to be. So if you wanted a more, like, ultra-fast team, just build them up that way. If you wanted a more balanced team, you'd have a frontliner, a bunch of uh, surrounding tactics. It, it was however you wanted it to be. And, I can definitely see why you appealed to it. Yeah. Um, and it was a role-playing game, so like it had a good story as well. So, yeah, I would love to see that come back. Uh, the publisher was LucasArts, even. Oh, Star so, Wars! Yeah, the so highly recommend. I think it did come out on PC uh, a while back, but I'm not positive. It being Lucas... Not, oh, sorry, guys. I would like. I was gonna no, say. I'm just saying. If it did, awesome. Play. It. I was. I was gonna say it being Lucas Arts. I could see why it's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Lucas Arts kind of died. <laughs> yes. Um. Which actually is, I think, the reason why it didn't. Well, 
one of the reasons why because uh xbox magazine had a quote and it was they rated the game the best one of the best xbox games most people never played oh that saddens you doesn't it yes uh because it has on the metacritic it had an 82 out of 100 for the gamecube 78 out of 100 for PlayStation 2, and a 79 out of 100 for Xbox. Pretty good scores for a game. Uh, and most scores from magazines, like reviews and stuff, were 7 or higher out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just... I would not hold your breath, but yeah, that sounds like a game that I could see you liking and wanting a sequel to. Yes. I Almost anybody I do know who did get to play it back in the day loved it uh and we all cry when <laughs> we think of it because the tears it just, are shedding we'll never have a sequel but that is my first pick for games that should have a sequel okay good pick good pick sounds like a very nate game yes all right uh i guess i'll move on to mine and my number five mm -hmm. is the game it came out on the originally it came out on the wii u and then they brought a, you know, enhanced version to the Switch, and that is Pokin Tournament. A Pokin Tournament 2. Alright, so I'm not massive on Pokemon games and whatnot. Is that the one where you got to play as a Pokemon and it was like a fighting game? Yes, it was a fighting Pokemon game. Okay. Pokin Tournament, it didn't do as well as Nintendo was hoping, and that's why I don't think it's ever going to get a sequel. But... I'd like to see a sequel with kind of a better battle mechanic and more of an involved story. Like, So the battle mechanic of the game was it started out as 3D fighting game. And then if you would do a certain move or hit them a certain way, it would switch, snap into a 2D fighting game. So it would, okay. go, it would go back and forth, which was a cool concept. But I don't think it was executed very well. And I, okay. I would really like to see them make a better basically a better version of that i'd like to see a more thought out better a better version i don't know how else to explain it all i'm imagining is a pokemon version of the like recent wrestling games where you create a wrestler and then go through their entire career as a wrestler but in this you're just going as a pokemon trainer and building their career as a pokemon trainer see i don't see and i'm about to get into the story i don't want that because the original story, for those who hadn't planned it, this is not a big spoiler. The story is not the main focus of this game. The story is a little short, tiny thing where it's just Shadow Mewtwo is trying to, like, just take over, basically. He's just trying to be evil. And you, you try to stop him. And that's the whole story. But they don't even explain it well because the whole story is just... You're leveling your character up throughout the ranks. Like, you want to be the best ranked Pokemon fighter. And that's it. And it just has a little bit of cutscenes that are really boring because they're just static cutscenes that you just read. I hmm. hate when they do that. Like, you have, like, this cutscene where it's like you see Shadow Mewtwo coming down and it's like, fight me, basically. And I'm like, oh, sick. We're about to see a really badass cutscene. And it's just this read, 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 read. I'm like, no, come on, man. You, you could have made it cool, but obviously they wanted to focus on the game being a fighting game instead of it being a story-based game. Yeah. But at least, like I mentioned earlier, 
Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That had a story mode, and it had great cutscenes. That's one of the reasons why I like the game, is because it had good cutscenes. They could have done that with Pokemon, or Pokemon Tournament, I mean. Okay. I, so I add, plus, like, the story could, you could just have the story, just instead of it just being leveling up through the ranks, you could have it where... You, maybe you could make more connections of certain Pokemon, and your trainer needs to, like, not just go out and catch Pokemon, that's just normal Pokemon, but like it, maybe have the cutscenes be more like you interacting with the Pokemon. Maybe that Pokemon gets corrupted, and that's why you have to fight them, or something like that. And that yeah. would be another reason why to bring, f like, fighting game fans into this game, uh, back into the Pokemon fighting games, because... There's now over a thousand Pokemon. You could have an entirely new roster with tons of Pokemon as as fighters. Yeah, there's so many opportunities to make a good fighting game from Pokemon. They just didn't do a good job with it back in the day. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised there's not like a well. No, I get never mind. I was, that would have been really stupid. Uh, there's no stupid opinions say, around here, Nate. Well, it wasn't an opinion. It was a lack of observation on my part. I was about to say, I'm kind of surprised there's not a fighting tournament already like in the universe of Pokemon with all the fighting Pokemon. But then I was like, oh, wait, that is, that's all of Pokemon. That's Never the mind. Pokemon uh, League. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I would love to see this game. But like, like I said, bring life into an old game that everybody kind of forgot about. Like it came out on the Wii U. But the problem is nobody had the Wii U except for me, who's a big, huge fan of the Wii U. And then they were like, well, we'll bring it to the Switch. But nobody wanted to buy it because nobody cared about the game. They were like, that's a Wii U game. We don't want to play that. And so it just kind of uh, just died on the Switch. They need to uh, basically bring in the uh, underground Pokemon fighting from Detective Pikachu movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where it's just <laughs> the Pokemon, Pokemon brawling each other. That would be hilarious. One character I think you'd really enjoy from the game is you can play as Pikachu, but as, like, Nacho Libre Pikachu. He has a freaking, like, he has a Mexican wrestler outfit. It's hilarious. And he has a completely different moveset than the normal Pikachu. Hilarious. He has, like, a like one of his, like, the special move, like, his ultimate move is Pikachu, a, like, throws... You remember in Smash Bros when Incineroar uses a special and he kind of throws him into a ring? Pikachu does that, but he throws his opponent down on a, in the ring, and then he's like Pikachu, and then like does like a pile driver with an electrical shock onto his enemy. It's hilarious, man. That that does sound cool though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many opportunities. Like like I said, there's over a thousand Pokemon now. We can have a huge roster. But yeah, I would love to see Pokemon Tournament come back. Maybe that'd bring more fans of Pokemon and fighting games back into the franchise. So that's my number five. Okay. Uh, so I guess that brings me to number four. Yep. Uh, so my number four is... It came out in 2005, again, on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Okay. And it is a single-player, multiplayer, first-person shooter game uh, that also had, like, some bits where you would switch to third or yeah third person and it was called dark watch curse of the west dark watch yes huh. uh you play as a character named jericho cross an outlaw who becomes a like vampire hybrid 
character. And like I said, it's set in the Old West, so which is an immediate like green flag for me. I love things set in the Old West. You said green Plus, flag, and I got confused for a second. When I hear that term, I think red flag. <laughs> yeah, I almost said red flag. I'm like, nope, that's bad. Opposite, <laughs> green flag. Okay. Uh, so basically, you again, you play as Jericho Cross, and throughout the game, you'll get like these choices, which is just be good or be bad. Um, And depending on your choices, that is how your character's abilities develop. Uh, So the more good you become, you get a completely different ability set than if you had played the dark side. Yay, more Uh, choice games. Yes, I love choice games. But also, I don't think the choices really affect the actual story. It's more just like, personal flavor and how your character develops throughout the game okay that's not bad i, I recently played midnight suns and it's like that as well like depending on light or dark side you go you get different movesets that makes sense yeah i'm okay with um, that as long as it's not one of those games that affect the actual story i think the like the only effect it has for story is like you have a good bad or neutral ending okay that's, that's fine it. getting the different endings is fine i'm talking about the ones that are like if you make this choice, your entire story is going to go sideways in this way direction. And it's like, oh, I don't want that. Uh, so the reason why this is on my list is because it actually was supposed to have a sequel that oh, got canceled. No. Oh, no. Uh, because the sequel was actually supposed to be, or the game was supposed to be a franchise. It was supposed to start a franchise of era games kind of like the assassin's creed games how each game is a different era makes sense this this is what that would be and instead of each game focusing on jericho cross it would be a different character for each era um and i i liked the idea of a vampire hunting organization and you're seeing how it develops over time with each game uh The game itself, really cool. Uh, like it's, it's your generic first-person shooter, though. Um, but I love the aesthetics. It's dark, old west. Um, the character, I, as you know, I'm a big fan of like trench coats and stuff oh, like yes. that. This this guy is a trench coat, dual wielding uh, revolvers with like hook blades on the uh, handles. That doesn't sound like a Nate character at all. Yeah, the, the character is almost designed for me, it feels like. Uh, <laughs> That's everything you love. <laughs> really badass. Uh, and there was even supposed to be like a movie project that was being talked about. But it had, back I think in 2006, but I, nothing really. I think it got canceled in like 2011 if it's coming out in 2006 i can just picture it being played by vin diesel because that's what he did didn't he play in didn't vin diesel do a lot of video game movies back then am i thinking of the same right i i don't know oh no i'm thinking i'm thinking of the rock didn't the rock play in the doom movie he did that's Uh, what i'm thinking of the doom Doom and jumanji are the only two games i can or two movies that i can think of that are based off games that the rock has done though okay i know the doom movie did terrible (laughs) honestly if i was going to cast anybody for this character though keep in mind carl urban keep in mind this is 2006 so yeah it would have been carl urban because carl urban 
just looks like him. Is it Carl uh, Urban, uh, Sam and Dean's dad in Supernatural? No, Carl Urban is Butcher from The Boys. Oh, that's right. What was he in? Was he even a movie star back in 2006? Yes, uh, he actually played in the Doom movie with The Rock. <laughs> no, he did it. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. He, he was the main character of that movie, while The Rock was the main antagonist of the movie. Oh, see, when I think of The Rock and Doom, I just immediately, that's what I think of, just The Rock. It's like... Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that is my fourth pick. Okay. Highly wish it would come out i don't think it has any like remasters or reboots or anything that has made it available to current stuff that sucks yeah but i will say i believe a new game did come out recently that is also a like supernatural uh van helsing style set in the old west which i'm really wanting to play i just I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, is it the, the people? Van, is it the game Van Helsing? No. Um, That's a but a lot game. of people who also played Dark Watch uh, had told me that this was very Dark Watch esque. Huh. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. This is my this is my fourth pick for sequels. Cool. All right, that moves on to my fourth pick, and my fourth pick is also a game that never got as no port or sequel or reboot of any kind. It just it's just lost in the wind and the dust on the GameCube and stuck back in two thousand four. And that is the game Custom Robo. I think okay. you, you've heard me talk about this game and how much I love this game. Yes, uh, I've heard you talk about it numerous times and have even gotten me interested in playing it. Yes, though it looks I have so fun. So many other things to play. This game came out in 2004, like I said, and it uh, came out on the GameCube. I'm pretty sure it was only the GameCube. I think. Don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's only on the GameCube. And we did actually get a sequel, but it was a sequel in 2006 on the DS. And it was obviously a handheld game, so it doesn't really compare to the console version that I played. And it yeah. was a completely different game. So it also didn't do that well. So I, that's why I said I want a sequel of the GameCube version of that. Okay. I would love to see a fully-fledged, brand-new custom robo game on modern consoles. It could be all new characters, a whole new story. I don't care. I just want some form of custom robo on modern consoles. That franchise is awesome. The GameCube version, the whole point is, like, you, you run around... And uh, and it has a really I I think it has a really good story. I've seen com I, I've seen reviews of the game and people said the story's boring. I don't know what they're talking about. I love this story, but <laughs> you, the story is basically you just you have you're the main character. You're just a hero, and you have to go around and stop basically the end of the world. It's, it's your typical JRPG, and uh, every time instead of battling like a, like a combat style. You always, it's kind of like Pokemon style, where it's like, there's the villains. We need to stop him. So we're going to stand in front of him and go into this, like, di- dive into, like, this hollow, hollow dome. It's basically like diving, like, VR. And you fight with battle bots into a combat system in a hollow dome. And, and once you beat the, 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 the enemy robot, 
they're defeated and they're like, Dah! we can't continue kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Pokemon There style. can be only one. Right. And you could customize all your bots. They had different skins. Each gun, each skin had a speed, a stat, strength, you know, the typical battle bat style. And I just loved it. I loved the fact that you could customize all your bots, pick which one worked best for you. And this this one did something that I've never seen. This was the first time I saw it in video games. They had special bots that you could unlock that were considered, quote, illegal. Not like it's a cheat or anything. It's literally built into the game. They have illegal bots. And if you unlock the illegal bots, it's what the villains use, and it's why they're so powerful. And you could use it to fight against other villains. Okay. Yeah, so, like, you get your main bot, and you get all the league bots, because it's supposed to be, like, you know, they have a tournament and all. Like I said, the simulators of Pokemon are so similar just with battle bots. And, you know, once you save the world and stuff, you have a league, and you can go fight the league. But you can use illegal parts for your bots if you unlock them. It's hilarious. But, yeah, I want to see... Like a black market of... Of parts, yes. Yeah, okay. And that's the one thing I think I've told you before that I think you would like about it. You can customize your bots. That's the that's the biggest yes. selling point I can say, say to you personally, Nate. Yes, Customization. That was the first draw you gave me. <laughs> no, but the, it's kind of ironic. I, I don't want to spoil too much of the story, but the, the story in the original game is pretty interesting because it's like they view the world like this one town is the world. There is nothing beyond it. Every there is no outside world. This is the world. And then they get their eyes open. And they're like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's basically like the story of like why why this like weird thing is happening to their town. Because he's from the outside world type of thing. Hmm. Yeah, so like I said, for the sequel, if it's just a continuation of that or... I think it'd be smarter just to make a new game with a whole new cast, whole new story. Kind of like how they do with, like, Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy. It's like, it's in the series, just a completely different game. Yeah. Do that with Custom Robo. That's what I want. I can see that. And I think, I want to say Nintendo still owns the IP, so it'd probably come out on the Switch. Okay. But yeah, that's my number four. I want a new Custom Robo game. That is a game series that I feel like not many people have played, and they should. Yeah, I remember I had heard about it when it came out uh, on GameCube. I didn't have GameCube, so I immediately wrote it off and oh, like, ne- never going to play it. Sad. Uh, Sadness, Nate. I love the GameCube so much. And then you were, the I think, the first person I had ever met who was like, such a great game, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, that did exist. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm a huge stand for that game. I love that game. All right, that understandable. Uh, everything, because, like you said, you have mentioned it before, and I've done research on it before or after you had talked about it, and everything I saw, it, do- it did look really fun, uh, especially the customization aspect of it. Nate, if I somehow got you, like, an extremely cheap GameCube for you to play... Would you buy the game? Probably not. Oh! Uh, not gonna lie. Oh, what? Why? You just said it looks fun. It does look fun, but I have a lot of games to play already. Nate, this needs to be top priority, okay? No, that's not. It's not going to get on top priority. <laughs> if I manage to somehow get through 
all of the games I still have yet to play, then I'll get to it. But that's never going to happen because they always release new games that you want to play. Exactly. It's a continuous cycle of like, I'll get to it one day. It's kind of like how I have games downloaded on my PlayStation that I bought four years ago that I still have never opened. I didn't make the rules. I just understand them and acknowledge the limitations within them. Uh, So, yeah, that's my number four, Nate, is Custom Robo. What is your number three? All right, so my number three is a game called, or, yeah, called Jade Empire. Uh, It came out 2005 on the Xbox. Man, your your whole list is all old school games. They are, because (laughs) I really, really wish those games would come out. And you said, Uh, I live in nostalgia. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) There's no defending that. I don't, like, live... I don't every day think, man, I wish these games would come out. It's more like every time someone asks me, hey, what game or what would you like a sequel? I'd be like, one of these. Um, So anyway, Jade Empire came out in 2005 for the Xbox. Again, don't think it came out for anything else. Uh, An Xbox exclusive. Yes, it was a Bioware game. Um, Bioware. Bioware makes what games again? Like the Star Wars Mass Effect. Oh, uh, okay. That that the, now I've seen a connection for you, Nate. The heavy story narration choosy kind of games that you don't like. Ugh. Um That's just me. That Everybody is Jade can like Empire. what they like. Everybody can like what they like. <laughs> uh Jade Empire was basically those games, but set in Chinese mythology. Oh, that's kinda cool. Yes. It was a really interesting game uh it took the old knights of the old republic uh morality system and adapted it to this so you could like find characters and how your character has uh built up their morality you'll get different reactions from characters in the game um so do you think someone like our buddy gib who's a massive Star Wars fan, who probably played the crap out of old uh, the Knights of the Old Republic. Do you think fans like that would like this game? Yeah. Uh, if you like story, you're going to like this game. If you liked Bioware games, you're going to probably like this game. Uh, this is a very... it. Like I said, it's a action role-playing game. So you're going to have uh, ability trees. You're going to have picking weapons that you're going to want to specialize in armor looks all kinds of stuff uh the one thing i will say i don't remember them there being like a character customizing option for this oh no nate the game's ruined now you can't play it it's not ruined because it (laughs) i cannot state just how fun i liked this or i thought of this game a game that's Uh, not customizable that you love that's surprising yes uh yeah, that in itself should tell you something. This must, be a, this must be a 10 out of 10 game, Nate. It, mm, I'd definitely give it like a 9 out of 10. Wow, give it me had a 9 gr- out of 10 approval from Nate. It had great story. Uh, the graphics like were pretty good for the time, I think. You said 2003 or 5? Uh, 2005. Okay. And this uh, is the original Xbox, right? Yes. Nowadays, they're kind of... <laughs> Not great. No kidding. Today's <laughs> standards, obviously. But if they, I would love for them to do a sequel where you could actually customize your character because, uh, of course you do. Well, yeah, but I think there was like um, a missed opportunity in that regard 
because your character is a, like the last surviving member of a monk order. Uh, so being able to customize your character to you know, like reflect your you who you are in that kind of context would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, highly recommend this game. It is just, it was just a fun experience. It is probably one of my top ten like role playing games I've played. So besides the customization, what what else did you change for the sequel? Well, obviously the graphics. Uh, yeah, highly... obviously you'd be a, you're making a new console game basically. When we say we want sequels, we're talking about yeah. modern consoles. So whatever it is is gonna get modern console graphics. Well. Not necessarily. You got like pixel art and stuff that well, is still, still pretty like look high at end. look at Live Alive. That's a game that just came out. That's a two yeah. D pixel game that got brought and remade into modern consoles, and it still has the pixel art, but you could tell it's a new pixel art style game. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So let's see here. I mean, there's really not much I would want to change from a mechanic standpoint. Uh, because, like I said, the game itself was just pretty spot on. I would like a continuation of the story, or, like, it being maybe set in a different part of China. Okay. So, like, a whole nother order or a whole nother aspect instead of you, like, seeking... Because the game is, you are the last spirit monk of your order, and you go on a quest to try to save your master from the p people who took your order down. Uh, so get away from that maybe and move on to like maybe a wandering samurai or something. Okay. Um, which I understand is uh, more J Japanese. Lore, yeah, I was but, about to say, it's like, it ain't really Chinese. But then again, doesn't even have to be in China. It could be in another area. Um, like maybe you're, if they wanted to continue it, maybe you're moving into from China to Japan to seek out other things. So, I don't know. I would just really like a sequel to it. Non I would I would trust them to do it well. I don't really have any input on any new features to it other than character customization and I know you don't really like this kind of thing, but I really did love BioWare's later on takes of how the choices affect your worlds and stuff. Hey, man, everybody likes what they like. I just yeah. personally don't like that, but I know lots of people that do. So, yeah, that is that would be my uh, third, fourth pick. Okay, cool. Third pick. Yeah. So, no no changes to, like, the combat or nothing? Nope. Loved the combat. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like a hack and slash, but also able to activate, like, abilities and stuff and timed and whatnot. How do you feel about games that are, like, remade? Or even if they get not, not usually a sequel, that doesn't normally happen. But like, say a good like example, a or like more like a remake. Because like, a great example is uh, Final Fantasy VII was a turn-based combat system game. They remade it for modern consoles as a hack and slash. How do you feel about them changing combat like that? Where for like if for any any game? Oh, uh, so. I always frustrate people because I'm a very neutral person. Uh, I, and this is going to be a very neutral opinion. But on one hand, I like the idea of them t 
taking an old IP and trying something new, kind of give breathing new life to it. But on the other, I can understand wanting to bring what you loved from the past into the current times with the same kind of mechanics so that it's just what you liked from the original shinier, brighter. Um, I get you. So for me, like ideally you'd be able to have it where you could in the options menu choose what type of combat you would want, but that would be a hell of a lot more work for the developers. I actually think um, in Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think there is an option to make it turn-based, like if you want to switch it to Pixel. So I don't know. I never played it that version. I always played it the way it's made. One yeah. of them is like that. I don't remember what... There's, I think there's a... No, it's Dragon Quest I'm thinking of. Dragon okay. Quest, uh, you could turn off the Pixel on and off. That's what it is. Yeah, in an ideal world, pretty much any game that uh, is like a remake and then... They want to try a new style of something. In an ideal world, you'd have it to where you could pick between original style or new style. But I, I definitely understand people wanting to try new things, uh, especially from a creative standpoint. And then understanding people wanting to stick to the original from a fan's aspect. So here, here we go, Nate. What if the, the game you just said is your number three? What if they brought okay. that as a sequel, but they made it turn-based combat? How would you feel about that? I'd be okay with it. Um, I know a lot of people hate turn-based combat. I love mainly. I love turn-based combat. Mainly because for me, particularly, combat is not really the reason I play games. I play video games for the story. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm a very baby gamer. Uh, <laughs> baby gamer. Yes, I... I do not play games for difficulty's sake. I play games for story's sake. Um, I do understand like the thrill of achievement when you do a difficult thing in the game, and in, like it truly does feel awesome. But if I'm playing a game like uh, Jade Empire, I'm not like if you make it super difficult, I'm not going to enjoy it nearly as much. I'm going. I want it to be story i that is why i'm playing that type of game makes sense so however battle style or combat style you want to make it go ahead as long as you give me the same quality of story you gave me in the first one totally makes sense all right i was just curious yeah okay um i guess that moves on to my number three right three yeah. yes three. all right my number three my number three, it already seems like it's a dead franchise, but hey, crazy things have happened, so who knows? We might get a sequel one day. It's a game I, mean, I know it's a game I know that you've played at least one of because we've played it together, Nate. Any okay. guesses? Any guesses of what it could be? It's on the uh, we play it on the Switch. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the games we've played on the Switch. Oh come uh, on, it's a big one that you got tired like of very quickly. Of you got tired of it very quickly. I got quickly. tired of it. Oh yeah. Like, that's not true. That's right, Nate. Really it is Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. Oh. I didn't get tired of the game. I got tired of the same level you wanted to play over and over I'm again. sorry that once you beat the story mode in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order, once you beat the story mode to level up more characters, you just have to keep replaying levels with harder difficulty challenges. It's not like, my... I didn't design the game, Nate. Okay, but to say, like, I got tired of the game... No, I got tired of the level that you wanted to play over. 
So yes, I would like to see Marvel Ultimate Alliance 4. Now, okay. we've got, like I said, we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 exclusively for the Switch in 2019. <laughs> and it seems like they have not even hinted at wanting to make another game. So it looks yeah. like Nintendo owns the rights to Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Because the first one and the second one, which are amazing games, I've played those multiple times, because of copyright laws and rights and all that stuff, they got delisted off of everything. So on PlayStation, Xbox, anything, it's delisted. Only reason I still have them is because I purchased both games on the PlayStation 4, because they came to the PS4 a while back, before it was delisted. Then they delisted it, so I still own it, it's downloaded to my consoles. That's the only reason I still have them, but you can't get those games anywhere. So when they mentioned an Ultimate Alliance 3 for the Switch, I was super shocked. That's why I was like, that game was awesome. I loved it. And then that was, what, 2019? So I was like, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Four years ago? Four years ago. And 2019, yeah, four years. We haven't heard a single peep about them making a sequel. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it did well enough. I mean, crazier things have happened. Okay, uh, yeah. Psychonauts, one of my favorite platforming games, gained a sequel a long time after it. The first one went so. And that was what, like we mentioned with Marvel vs. Capcom, that was a franchise that I was a little nervous when they announced they're going to bring it back. They would pull a Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and like take away all the X Men or something because of they want to stick more to the the movies. Now, thank God they didn't do that, because they added actually a bunch of awesome characters into that game. Yeah. But, so I would love to see them make a sequel. And obviously the third game was about, they were trying to make it more along the lines of what's happening in the MCU at the time. So it was about the Infinity War and the Infinity Stones and all that stuff. And they actually added in new characters, like brand new characters that aren't even in the comics for that game. That was really cool. So for this sequel, I would love to see maybe like a a game about the Secret Wars or even maybe like King the Conqueror. What do you think? What would make a good story, a giant event? Like every game has been a giant event. The first game was all about Doctor Doom and his whole trying to take over the world. The second game was all about Civil War. The third game was all about the Infinity Stones and Thanos. What would you think would be a great story for Ultimate Alliance 4? Mm. I'm thinking, like I said, Secret Wars is a huge event. Kane the Conqueror was a huge event in the comics. I don't know. I would like for them to perhaps explore one of the what-if universes. Uh, would that be enough to do an entire, like, bring in every hero you can play as type of game? Because that's what these are. So, they're, they're like, you play as in, like a roster of like 70 heroes. Yes, I think it would because there are some what if storylines and even that have actually like grown because they were so good. Um, like and you've a even good example gotten... is is um wasn't Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy weren't they what if type of things? Uh, I don't know, but don't it wouldn't be surprising. Uh, but like you have characters from. Uh, Basically, just go into other universes, really. So you want a uh, multiverse thing? Yeah, basically. Isn't um, that what they've? Isn't that what they're? They've already done stuff like that. With like all but, Spider-Man games and stuff. Mm, yeah, but 
the Spider-Man games are mainly exploring like the Spider-Verse kind of thing. Yeah. I'm talking about like instead of Storm, have Bloodstorm, the vampire version of Storm from a horror universe. Nate, we get uh, it. You just want a video game where you can play as Werewolf Captain America. I understand. I mean, if I wanted that, I'd what was it? Avengers I could play. Yeah, uh, it's just a skin though. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I don't know. I would just that isn't really what I'm wanting. Right, you wanna um, you wanna interact with the characters from that universe. I get it. Yeah, I'm wanting them to hey something is like wiping out whole realities. We need to figure out what. I mean, that's kind of what the third game was, though, is that Thanos was getting the... It was kind of like the, the movies. Thanos was collecting the Infinity Stones to conquer the universes and the and everything. That was kind of the whole thing of the third game. This but is did just, they actually explore the other universes, though? I mean, they went to the Dark Universe and fought Dormammu. Eh, that's, a, like, that's a universe within like the main continuity of the universe, though. I'm yeah, talking about like... I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I would rather get a game based on the main continuity, like I said, Secret Wars or maybe Kane the Conqueror, stuff like well, that, and have the alternate skins be version other versions. Like that, That's what I'd want. I like that. The reason I would want a multiverse kind of thing is so you could get more characters put in with different abilities. Okay. Well, I actually have a couple of characters I'd want to see. Uh, just a little short one. I have a huge list, but I'm not going to go through that. I'm going to go through like four of them. Yeah. Um, I have Agent Venom, who has never been any a part of any of the games. All three games, we've never seen him. Then we have the Winter Soldier, who was a boss in the first game, a boss in the second game, and then just an NPC in the third game. Never playable. I was so angry. Because in the third game, they made Winter Soldier... Be a good guy, because the first two games, he was a villain. That was back when he was a villain, because that's when the comics were out. And then the, the new one, they made him be the hero. And I'm like, oh, cool, we can play as Winter Soldier. No, just NPC, never got to playable. Cool. Hilarious. Then the Green Goblin, who was actually playable in uh, Ultimate Alliance 2, but only as DLC, so you had to pay for him to play with him. And he wasn't even part of the story he was just literally just like thrown in as like plays this character, and then he was a boss in the third one. So never playable part of the story kind of thing. And then Kitty Pride and X twenty three. Those two never made the games. I think it'd be cool to play as those guys. Just okay. A, just a few couple characters I would love to see they ever made an Ultimate Alliance four. I've got a huge list on my phone that has like forty characters. I'm not going through all those. Well. To give you hope that they may make a sequel to it, buddy. Uh, Psychonauts had a 16-year difference between release of 1 and 2. But I don't want to wait 16 years. I want it to come out now. <laughs> well, that that I can't help you with. Uh, I think I if they ever... hope for the future. I think if they ever did... Anything Nintendo-wise on these lists... If they ever make a sequel to any of these Nintendo games... It would have to be whatever consoles after the Switch. I don't think any new huge game is going to come to the Switch besides like Breath of the Wild. I see that I the Switch's life is running, coming to an end. Okay. I mean, the Switch has been out since 2017. That's been what? Seven, almost seven years? Yeah. 
So I, I think the Switch is coming to an end. But yeah, that's yeah. my number three is Ultimate Alliance 4. Alrighty. I love that franchise. Uh, so my number two then. Okay. That is actually the game I am currently replaying. Oh boy. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Okay. Uh, came out in 2012. Hey, something that's not super nostalgia. And then the remastered version, which came out in 2020. Oh, so are you playing the old version or the remastered version? The remastered version okay. uh, that came out on Windows. And it is called Re-Reckoning. No, creative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, highly want a sequel to this game. Um, because and I also really want them to get uh, at least the writer, R.A. Salvatore, on there. Or R.A. Salvatore. I want him to come back in. Uh, the game story, I really loved. The artwork, great. Uh, you even get to customize your character to somewhat of a degree, like choosing the hair, skin, and face, but like it's all preset kind of looks. Um, so basically what I would want for them to do for this is obviously up the character customization. Uh, one of the things I really wanted in the original game was something that they have started implementing in some other like MMO games, actually. Um, costume dying. So, like, if you have the main piece of an armor and you like it, but then the other pieces of your outfit don't match that color scheme, you can then click a button and it will make them all match the center piece of that armor. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I would want something like that. Preferably, I would like it to where like you could just choose the color scheme of whatever. So you could be mat mismatched if you want. You could go completely crazy if you want. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but basically, some form of armor color schemes that you can pick rather than it all just being one look. Uh, because there are so many really cool-looking armor sets in Kingdoms of Amalar that I really don't like the color schemes for. And I'm like, ah, if only you weren't this color, I would wear you. Because I don't care about stats. You should definitely not, care about stats. The game is not that difficult to play, uh, especially if you play it like me on casual, because it's I'm playing it for the story. I want my character to look cool in a cool environment. I like combat's okay, which I will say I would want them to keep the combat for this game. Uh, it's a very simplistic combat system, but they also have a very interesting uh, kind of finisher move thing. So as you build up your fate meter, because you are the fateless one, uh, you can pull off a kind of finishing move whenever you're fighting somebody um, or like certain types of people like if they're small fry i don't think they get the prompt to pr do it but if they're bigger you can and each uh type of monster or enemy has their own different finishing animation for example they there are uh these things called the jotun and they're like giant ogre looking guys when you fight them, after you've defeated one, it'll give you the prompt. You press the prompt, 
and it will run you through an animation of summoning like a giant astral warhammer that you just go to town on this part, this being, <laughs> and just destroy them. Uh, out. At the end of the animation, you have to button smash a randomly chosen button, and the fat the it gives you a meter. If you fill that meter, you can then get experience bonus from the kill. That's uh, weird. So, like, if you fill it a quarter way, you only get 25%. If you fill it halfway, 50%. Full, 100%. Uh, and then experience bonus. I really like the concept of that because it makes it more engaging on gaining, like, leveling your character up. If you're really good at do- pulling off this animation, and if your character's really that awesome, you're going to get stronger faster. Uh, and it's, like I said, the you summon various weapons and stuff. Like, one of the most brutal ones, actually, is when you're fighting a humanoid, just a regular human kind of character, and you pull off the animation, you'll just summon a giant spike, place it on the ground, grab them by the throat, grab them by the groin, lift them up upside down, and impale them onto the spike. Uh, very Mortal Kombat-esque That style. sounds very brutal, Nate. It is, and I love it. Uh, that's I. Think no of the confirmation. Ch- think of the children. But that was probably highly inspired by one of the artists, Todd McFarlane, who worked on, who is very well known for Spawn, uh, a very brutal comic book character. So the game itself is just really fun. Love the art style. Love the story. Uh, pretty much love everything about this. This is like a nine out of 10, but only because of some bugs. If they didn't have the bugs, this would be a 10 out of 10. Maybe it's one of those games that the bugs make it funny and make it better. Maybe some bugs, uh, the ones I've encountered, not so much, Uh, (laughs) but yeah, maybe some of the bugs that I've yet to encounter that way. So that would be my second pick, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Uh, bring back the Fateless One. Let us see great customization once more and an amazing story. They're going to make a sequel, but completely take out customization. That that would truly be <laughs> disheartening. I, oh, Just man. make it a linear story where there's no customization. That would be so horrible. <laughs> make it short. The story is only like eight hours long. That'd be like a tr- the troll move. For you. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite little side quests is meeting this random feller who is like kind of snarling at you, and he's like, "Stranger, help, help me!" Uh, and you're like, "Okay, crazy person." You get the prompt to just be like, "Get away from me, you weirdo!" Like, leave. <laughs> uh, away, or <laughs> you can help him, and you can find out that. He's not lying. He is a wolf that was turned into a human. The reverse version of a werewolf. Who's like, I want to be a wolf again. Please help me. Uh, it's so uh, weird. Just such good little side stories that you can do. And just like I said, the aesthetics of the game is just so pleasing. So yeah, that is my second pick. All right. It's a game I've never heard of until you explained it. Uh, that's such a shame. 
But uh, to be fair, I think it only came out on. Oh no, it came out Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and then it is now on Windows. Well, two two of those are except uh, available to me, but I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever play on Windows, Nate. Yeah, you uh, refuse to play PC. Yep, I sure do. All right. All right. So what is your second pick? My number two is a game that is long overdue for a sequel. <coughs> I absolutely love the first game, and then it just they just kind of never did anything with it. That is the game Bully. The Rockstar game Bully. Okay. I know a lot of people want this game to be get a sequel. Like when you when you look up like top ten games that deserve a sequel, this is always on that list somewhere. All right. And like I said, it's extremely overdue. Now uh, I oh go ahead, go ahead, Nate. I have played a little bit of Bully. Uh, what did you think? It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a bit weird uh, playing it as an adult because, like, in order to like increase your health or no to buff your health you like have to kiss the girls of the school and i'm like hell yeah this, this is just weird no Why you just this, your mindset uh, go back to you in high school being like hell yeah i'm gonna kiss all these girls and i wasn't like do- that in high school shove though. dorks in the lockers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i can i will say one of the things like as an avid uh saints row fan i am quite used to playing a game where the way I play my character is a like really good guy, but then in the cutscenes he's kind of an asshole to people. Oh, this entire Bully. game you have to be an asshole. Yeah. Well, no, I play as a good kid. Like Not he's me. decent. <laughs> it's just he's he is kind of an asshole. Listen to, to the entire a game. Lot of characters. The entire game I just want to be the douchiest character I can be. <laughs> you want to be the main antagonist. Yeah, of course. It. That's the whole it's called bully for a reason, Nate. <laughs> Yeah, you're stopping the bullies of the school. You are the bully of the school. <laughs> nah, you're stop like every chapter is you taking down a bully. So you could be main bully. So they will stop being the bully. He even says it in the thing like, "Look, you I don't mind you picking on like the rich kids or whatever. Just stop picking on the weak." Like that's straight up Robin Hood mentality right there. Yeah, I know, but I still like to beat up everybody I can. Anyways, yeah. You're not the bully. <laughs> so I have two scenarios, and I want yeah. your opinion on them. Two yeah. ways I could see this getting a sequel. One way is I'd like to see a sequel of continuation of Jimmy Hopkins. Maybe just him going off to college. Maybe him, the set, it's setting on a campus, and you, you do bully-esque stuff like you did in the first game, try to take yeah. down the, you know, the bullies and stuff like that. Mm. Or Real quick. Uh-huh. Real quick. Another one of the things I found uh, annoying in the game yeah. is I had A's in all of my classes. I did per- <laughs> like awesome in all of them, and people still treated my character like I was just a lunkhead moron. I'm like, I'm probably smarter than you, okay? No, he's <laughs> a moron. <laughs> all right, go ahead, continue, please. So yeah, the first co- first option is continuation of Jimmy Hopkins going to college, maybe on a campus okay. setting. It's literally just continue the story from where we left off. If he makes it that far, yes. Yes. And that's why I have a second option, because who knows if he actually goes to college. And the second option is, if the continuation wouldn't work, I like, I'd like i be okay with a brand new main character. Maybe have Jimmy 
either be involved in the story or at least mentioned in the school. So maybe it's at the school. Maybe it's like the next year. So Jimmy, I don't remember if Jimmy was a senior or not. I don't. I honestly don't remember. But maybe it could be like you're the new kid in school, and Jimmy would be like the senior, and you would have interactions with Jimmy or something like that, and it would be focused around you and the school. You know what I mean? Okay. So out of the two options that I imposed, what would you think would be a better fit? Uh. For my own ideas, the second one, uh, I would want the second one because I would want the new character to actually be Jimmy's child. Jimmy's child? Yes. Uh, not because I want an updated year of the school. I don't want like it to be, er- what was it, early 80s, late 80s, mid 90s, whatever. What the time uh, year is the, it was placed in? Yeah, I don't remember what year. Was time it set? Frame. Was it set in the nineties? I thought it was set at modern time when it came out. I mean, was it? I don't know. Honestly. I don't remember. The game came out in like I want to say like two thousand six or something like that. I don't remember. When was Bully? I honestly set. don't know. I thought it was set in modern time, but I could be wrong. I know it's set in uh, England. The game is in England. Okay, so the game is hinted at being in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's what I thought. But all of its influences were from 80s or 70s, 80s and 90s. So the time set was 2000s, but the actual like everything in it was like 70s, 80s and 90s style. Well, that's that's, that's such a confusing That's super <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. It's such a confusing design. All right, so either way, I would want it to. I want it to be Jimmy's kid going to that school and only going to that school because Jimmy's like, yeah, I ruled that school. I was top dog of that. Oh, school. that's. I didn't think of it like that. I'm thinking of a. Conti- I was thinking continuation of like a couple years. You're thinking like 15 years later. Yeah, you're. You are going in as the legacy. Of Jimmy Hopkins. Okay. And you have to live up to that legacy. That's kind of cool. do things differently. Uh, I'm going to do things different. By being the child of Jimmy Hopkins, you can choose this kind of... I personally would love a character creator, obviously, but... Like, getting away from character creation, being able to choose between male or female character. So you could be know. the son or daughter of Jimmy Hopkins. I, I'm not trying to say like that, but like the only reason I, I'm hesitant about that is because if you between you can sit here and say in society that you know everyone's equal, but you know in this type of game when you're playing as the bully, you're gonna be the character's gonna play differently. Females and males are treated very different in high school. Exactly. This gives you different options. Like, so you're saying have two different stories. Like one is the female version, one is the male version. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to say you have one linear story and it doesn't matter if you pick male or female. I'm like, no, that's gonna matter. <laughs> like even if you do to pick a linear story, you could still have different character interactions with your the however you pick. Because, like, one of the main concepts of the story is, like, Jimmy had to infiltrate the greasers and slick his hair back and put on the thing. 
back in that time, females aren't gonna like grease up their hair like that. It's just not gonna work. Again, though, which is why I would want it set in a more modern setting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I get you. That can work. I like your concept better than my two concepts, to be honest, of him being the son of Jimmy. That's a well, better, just, that's a much better concept, honestly. I just took your second option and added my own little flavoring. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, instead of Jimmy just being like the, in, in the story, he'd be the parent. Yeah. He would be like, you would go to him and uh, be like, dad, this, this school's just horrible. And he's like, suck it up. That's he'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like. Like, wow, you're really weak. Yeah, like, you're you're my kid. Get out there and show it. <laughs> be a be a ruler. <laughs> yeah, like, don't be a plebe. Don't be a puss. <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah, I would just want you to be the legacy of Jimmy Hopkins. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like that. But yeah, that's my number two is Bully 2. I would love to see Bully because, like I said, very yeah. overdue. Yeah. I, okay, I can see that. Um, plus I did like the, like mini games and stuff. Yeah. They were I fun. Did th- wasn't there a whole s- part where you can go into like a carnival? Yes. Uh, <laughs> where you could do the games at the carnival even. Yeah. That there was even an had... arcade thing where you could play arcade games. So hot take here for all of our listeners who are fans of Rockstar. I enjoy Bully more than I did GTA 5. Okay. Which is probably... Very hot take because most people like love GTA Five. I just think Bully was more fun. Okay, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I know you don't agree with me, but that's all right. Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever played GTA Five. You haven't? Aren't they? No. Oh. So, I I would have to agree with you because <laughs> I'm have experience versus non-experience. Oh, all right. That's my number two. What is your number one, Nate? Speaking of Rockstar, by the way. Oh boy, we're getting GTA 6, huh? No, we are getting Red Dead Redemption 3. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all that it's on your list. Yes. Uh, Once again, as I've mentioned previous in this podcast, I really am a sucker for the old Wild West. Nate, this seems Um, like a very plausible game to be coming, by the way. You would think so. Yes. No mentions of it yet. Um, when did number two come out? 2019, four years ago. I mean, you're in the same boat I am with uh, Marvel yes. Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just like you saying, I want it now. <laughs> At uh, least your IP isn't basically dead like mine is. <laughs> I mean, they have all but abandoned uh, any updates other than like hacking updates for red dead material i feel like um, rockstar after the failure of the remastered gta trilogy they're just like fuck everything else that's rockstar just focus on gta 6 yes uh that is what it feels like yes um but anyway i've recently i had not played uh red dead redemption 2 until this year actually um and Man, I'm kicking myself for waiting so long. <laughs> it is such an astounding game. Uh, it's all right. To the, and I love playing. Even I love playing the online mode uh, almost as much, if not more, than playing the story mode. Because the story mode, yes, like Arthur Morgan is perhaps one of the best 
character video game characters I have ever played as. Um, wow, that's the a way, statement. Well, it's a statement I have heard numerous times. Like a lot of people, that's one of the statements people would use trying to get me to play this game. Uh, like Nate, you really need to like. I know you like story. I know you like character creation and all that. You don't get to create Arthur, but you do get to customize him a lot. And if even if you couldn't, his interaction with the world is just amazing. And I have to agree. After playing the game, his interaction and the interaction to the world towards him is awesome. Uh, How does it feel knowing that I've had this game? I own Red Dead Redemption Two. I've owned it since like 2020, and I play. I put in like I don't know eight hours, and I turned it off because I got bored. I mean. It doesn't surprise me. I know you. Uh, you get bored easily. I do. And there are I do. very, there are a lot of just beautiful, slow moments in this game that I can see why someone like how you would play games would get bored. See me? Oh, good. I appreciate that beauty, and I'm like, man, that is, that is what one of the things that makes the game astounding to me. Because it's more than, it feels like it's more than just a game. It's more than just a story. It almost feels cinematic. It feels like it's pulling you in to the experience. See, for me, if I'm going to play a cowboy game, and I want I want that cowboy aesthetic feel, uh, it's a game that I almost put on my list, and that's Call of Huertes. Yeah. I would play that. I love that game. I, almost, I literally almost put that on this list as a sequel. But I've only played one out of the three, so I didn't feel like I could put it on there. But okay, yeah. that's understandable. So that's, I mean, I've only played... Uh, if I wanted a cool cowboy game, that's what I would play versus Red Dead. But that's just me, personally. Well, I, guess, uh, I was about to say, I've only played Red Dead Redemption 2, but that's not true. I also played Red Dead Revolver. Me too! Uh, I played... Re- that was fun! Red Dead Revolver yeah. was fun on the PS2. Uh, so yeah, it's just... I would want a sequel to this game... And not going to lie, one of the reasons I want a sequel to this game is so we could get Red Dead Online 2 because Red Dead Online is a part of the game. Uh, And, yeah, it's just... I love going around and being a cowboy in this game. One of my favorite things to do is some of the most boring shit ever. Just walking around my ranch and, like, cutting wood, feeding chickens. uh, Oh, Need to go hunt a bounty real quick. Go hunt down one of the Skinner brothers. Uh, it, ah, man, it's just such a fun game. So, what would you change if you could make get a sequel? Uh, so first off, there's not really much I would change. Obviously, I would want character customization because, I, you know me. But also, it do, that doesn't really fit well with. Red Dead Redemption games. Um, like, you get the customization aspect with clothings and hairstyles and stuff, but the character itself usually is already picked. Okay. Um, but but then like you, you said, if you go online, you can create your own character. Yeah, about to say, you also get the character customization from the online aspect, which I would want a bit more options uh one of the things that has always infuriated me because I played online first before I played the story. Oh, come on, um, Nate. You don't do that. You always play story first. Well, actually, I think it was a good thing 
Uh, because first, like canonically speaking, online is set a few months before the story even happens. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Um, if I get then, a game that has an online that I want to try out, I always play story first. That's just me, though. Yeah. Well, I bought the online version. I didn't own the story mode until later. They sell them separately? Uh, yes. I didn't, even, is, I didn't even know that. On So if you buy the base game, Red Dead Redemption 2, then you get online. That's what but I you have. you can buy online separately uh. from the base game. The only reason I have Red Dead 2 on my PlayStation is because it was on sale, I think, for like $8 one time. And I was like, yeah. ah, sure, cool. I'll try that out. And that's the only reason I got it, because it was on sale. I mean, that's why I got online, because uh, I think it's originally like 10 or $15, and then they had it on sale for like 5 And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll buy it. And then I didn't play it until a couple of our friends were like, hey... Anybody want to do some Red Deading? And I'm like, oh, I own that game. Well, me, yeah, me, sure, me, I'll, me. <laughs> I'll try it out. I'll play it. I've always been interested, and I just haven't really had the motivation to try it. And then we, and did, then, and then we didn't see Nate for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> after that, I was hooked. Uh, I, I play it even after everyone has pretty much stopped playing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really hear much about Red Dead anymore. Um, um just constantly playing it i love the hunting in it i love the bounty hunting in it i love pretty much everything about that game is just awesome so you would just uh, change up customization for the third one basically yes and maybe so one of the things because a lot of this is also a highly requested game to get a sequel yeah i see um, it on lists and then like people always wonder where would you go from there because the first game red dead redemption one is the story of john marston after the events of red dead redemption two you know and then red i think i played red dead one or no i saw i saw my buddy play red dead one on the xbox 360 because i kind of know who that is james marston yeah. uh i had never played it i had only known that it is a great cowboy game with a very sad ending. Oh. That's actually one of the reasons why I didn't want to play it and two. Uh, because I'm not a fan of sad endings. I'm a fan of happy endings. If I'm playing a video game, it's escape reality. My life's already sad. I don't need it more sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say that was flawed thinking on my part with this game. Because, like I said, I absolutely love this game. Even with the sad ending, I'm like, man, Arthur, you... You were a freaking bro. Like, great job, bro. Ah, uh, oh, dang. Uh, so, one of the questions asked a lot of, like, oh, if you're going to have a sequel, you have to... Ha like, where would you go from there? One of two ways I could see it going. Or one of three ways, actually. One, you could either do a prequel. Um, or not really a prequel. More like, a, uh, like an immediate sequel to Red Dead Redemption 2's ending uh, and kind of a like side-by-side -side of the time where Red Dead Redemption 1 is going. Uh, because there are two characters mentioned in Red Dead Redemption 2 that don't appear in Red Dead Redemption 1. Um, you could follow one of them, which I would be perfectly okay with. One is Sadie Adler, and the other is Charles. Uh, both of them, great characters. So I would 
really enjoy seeing one of them getting their own game or getting focused on in the next game. The second way is going further than Red Dead Redemption 1 and showing this story of Jack, the son of John Marston. Uh, you play as him a little bit at the end of the first game, I believe. Uh, so being able to see more of that would be interesting. And then the third option is completely getting away from the characters we have been introduced to with them and bringing back Red from Pokemon. Red Dead Revolver. Red Harlow. Red from Uh, Pokemon. Yes, Red from Pokemon. No, Red (laughs) Harlow from Red Dead Revolver. Uh, So bringing him... Well, I guess that would technically be a Red Dead Revolver sequel. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 that's not part of it, Nate. Yeah, because technically the Red Dead Revolver is not considered canon. It is considered mythology within the Red Dead Redemption universe. See? Can't do that, Nate. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, well, either way, <laughs> then exploring a whole nother character involving maybe going further back, maybe exploring before the Vanderling gang of Red Dead Redemption 2. I do so, know this is a very, very requested game. Yes. Uh, highly requested. Almost. No, not almost. Every single person I know who has played this game wants a sequel to this game. Wants continued content for this game. Uh, so, yeah. That, that franchise I want a sequel to. I want Red Dead Redemption 3, Red Dead Online 2, Bring them on. Red Dead Online 2. <laughs> what would your first pick be? Alright, my number one is a game that I ne- you'll never see on a list of people like like I said, Bully, Red Dead. Anytime I look up a list of like game sequels that people want, those are always on there. This game will never be on that list. Okay. And it's it's a game, and I'm gonna see even on my notes. Imagine the unlo- imagine the online for this game. And the game is Kirby Air Ride 2. Do you even know what Kirby Air Ride is? No. Okay. Can't say that. Kirby Air Ride came out on the Nintendo GameCube. It is a racing game. It's a Mario Kart style game with Kirby. And you Wouldn't pl- Kirby win all the time? Because doesn't he like ride a star? Okay, so uh, listen. In the <laughs> game, you get... So in the game, you you are Kirby. There are multiple mm-hmm. different then the computers or the other players. If you play local, because they didn't really have online back then, it would be you play as other colors of Kirby. But there are multiple carts in the game. Do you, like it's not just the star. You got all these different versions of vehicles for Kirby to ride on. And you remember in Smash Bros. how if when you play with items on and you could collect these like rainbow pieces that fall and then Kirby would, your character would like get this like rainbow looking thing with like, like you can, you can hit people with probably not honestly that it, that it's a legendary cart from Kirby air ride. That's what that's from. Okay. And so the, the premise of the game and I actually have it in my notes here as a complaint. The only complaint I had was it didn't have an original story because it was a racing game. So only thing is, is they had like this like mode, the the story mode of the game was like this mode where you went out 
he had like three minutes to collect as many buffs or debuffs uh, you could get in this like little tiny, tiny little town. And you could like attack other players. It's kind of like a battle royale to get buffs and debuffs from them. You can steal it from them. And while you're in there, you can switch carts and find other stars or anything like that and pick which car you want. And at the end, whenever the timer runs out, you would, whatever the stats you had and whatever you were riding on, you'd go onto like a track and race. And that was the game. That was basically it. There was no story. It was just that little mode. Yeah. So my biggest thing I'd want if they made a Kirby Air Ride 2, because the obviously have shown Kirby games throughout the years to have fantastic stories. Like, Kirby games are fun because the stories are so good. And they're cute. You can suck up the little things and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> I love to see a... Because they've shown it in some racing games. Like, look at Sonic Team Racing. You know, we've played that game together. Yeah. The story wasn't great. The story no. was pretty simple. But it had a so, story. You had a you had a goal to get through. I will say every prediction I made for that story was wrong. Yeah, yeah. But what I, my my point is, even though it's a <laughs> racing game, you can still have a story. You can still have a goal. There could be a reason why Kirby needs to get on these specific carts to go f- to get through a track or get to a goal to defeat somebody. They can make a story for this, and. I think that the online version, because it's a racing game, look how popular Mario Kart is. Mario Kart yeah. 8 came out on the Wii U, and it didn't sell well. So they brought a deluxe version to the Switch, and it's the highest selling game on the Switch. They can do that with Kirby. I, I feel like people know who Kirby is now. I feel like Kirby's popular enough to get that type of love. Back maybe in okay. the GameCube era, Kirby didn't have that many fans. Now Kirby has a lot of fans. I would just I want a sequel to this. Even though I didn't have a story to play, I still played it for hours. I probably as a kid played this one of the the most I've ever played on my GameCube, to be honest. I played this nonstop. I, I will say this is a completely out of left field <laughs> pick. Uh I know. <laughs> I have never heard you talk about this. I have never heard of this. When you after the podcast, <laughs> go look up some it, gameplay of this game. I'm watching gameplay of it right now. Uh, it's great. It's so fun. I remember going through the game every time I load up a new scenario, and I'm like, I'm gonna go find this cart, and I'm gonna go find these debuffs, and I'm going to be the winner of this race. And I do that every time. And then the next round, I'm like, I'm, my goal is to just kill the other people. I just want to defeat other Kirby's. <laughs> Man, that wow. You know, I will say the concept of like all the stuff you have mentioned sounds like a very interesting addition to a racing game. Yeah, um, you can add if, stuff to racing games. Well, yeah. If done right, I could see it being very fun. I can't yeah. be the only Kirby Air Ride fan out there. I know there's fans out there. Where are you? you we got to hear you in the comments. <laughs> yeah. In the comments, please tell me if you're a Kirby Air Ride fan. All the GameCube owners out there, come on. Come on out here. Man. Yeah, um, out of left field, you never would have expected this is my number one, would you? No, no, like <laughs> maybe, may, like a, mm, a very slim chance. I I would have never guessed it, but I could understand it being your number five. 
This is like, I want this game to happen because they could take a game I have, like, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, Living in Nostalgia, a game I adored as a kid that I played so much as a kid, and then just add on to it. Make it newer, brighter, and add a bunch of cool story stuff and add, you know, slap some shiny new stuff on there. Look how many times, how much new stuff Kirby has throughout the years. Kirby... The newest I mean, now Kirby he could game swallow his car. Yeah, I was just about to say the new Kirby game. He could become a car. Kirby could become a car. That could be a cart. I'm just. I will say the person I'm watching, I don't think is a very is doing a very good job. Uh, they keep hitting themselves with their own bombs. Yeah, they're dumb. Yeah, and there's um, items in the game. They have weapons, just like Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly like a Mario Kart ripoff with Kirby. But um, I. I okay. Extreme hatred coming people. I think this is more fun than any Mario Kart game I've ever played. That is the biggest hot take I've ever had on this podcast, I feel like. I mean, I'd probably say that with the Sonic game we played. You say the I Sonic really... game is more fun than any Mario Kart Mario game? Mario Kart that I've played. That's surprising yeah. to be honest. That game was just But also okay. I'm not a... I'm not a big fan of racing games Me uh, to speak of. And the reason like I enjoy playing them is strictly for like hanging out purposes. And that's um, what I did with Kirby Air Ride. I played the, that with any friends that came over to my house as a kid. I plug in the extra uh, GameCube controllers and we go out and play. That's what I did. That's why I love this game so much. The reason I like the Sonic game that we played more than I've like any other Mario game I've ever played is strictly because I get to customize my car. Uh, that's it. <laughs> well, see Kirby air ride. You, I wouldn't see you customizing cars. You would get to choose different carts. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm seeing what, yeah, I'm seeing what this guy's doing. And you see what uh, I meant by like him g- being able to like go to a cart and just get off and get onto a different cart in the, in the little battle Royale thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it'd be there's and you could have different modes. You could have a battle dome royale style. You could have a racing style. You could have there's so many options. And like I said in the beginning, imagine the online success of this game. If Mario Kart 8 can do so well on their online, I don't see why this wouldn't either. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one, dude. Kirby okay. Air Ride. <laughs> Yeah, um, this one I can't give you hope on, buddy. Oh, uh, no, it'll. Ne- I, this will never happen. I know that. Never yeah, happen. I genuinely do not. S- <laughs> All the others that we have said on this list, I see, like, at least a sliver of hope. <laughs> I The title of the podcast is Deserve a Sequel. <laughs> so this one deserves yeah. a sequel. It doesn't say it's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, <laughs> man. I am flabbergasted at this <laughs> and dude, watching this gameplay. Dude, it looks does it you can at least admit it looks fun. It yeah, it looks like like I said, it looks about as fun as a Mario Kart game that like Nate, I own yeah. this on my GameCube if you ever want to come over and we can play it together. Sure, buddy. <laughs> uh, that may happen at some Never time. Okay, uh, that that real, real subtle, Nate. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one. The right out of left field Kirby air ride pick. Okay. 
<laughs> Interesting pick, buddy. <laughs> we actually did get a comment on our Discord, Nate. Oh? Uh, we got a comment from our friend Ty who says, I want a new Castlevania. Okay. He says, does it... It doesn't have to be specifically a sequel, because I want a new Castlevania. I don't care where in the timeline it takes place. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I'm assuming he means, like, the old-school Castlevania style rather than the, like, Castlevania Shadow Lord or whatever. I have no idea. I've never played a Castlevania game, but I'm assuming it's the old-school one, knowing Ty, because he likes old-school games. Yeah, and uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow is supposed to be more like... um. Like a God of War style version of it. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, Ty, uh, you are probably not alone because I do think that Castlevania is pretty popular. So, yes. yeah. And um, that's the only comment we got. I didn't see anything on our Facebook or Twitter. But, yep. Oh. Alrighty. Yeah. Good pick, Ty. Good pick. All right. You got anything else for the podcast today? Uh, No. That's about it. Alrighty. Well, if you guys enjoyed that, make sure you hit like and subscribe on the video if you're on YouTube. If you want, to, if you're interested in joining any of the Lime and Wolf podcast community and stuff, and we got links below for Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. See you later.